0: time it is folks it's tremendous time with this raspy voice that is barely here to with us today coming through your ears we have otis complains james <laughs> with his tremendous uh, track uh, in love it's our it's our uh, theme song it was a song before it was a theme song and tonight it's tremendous Well,
1: we, we put it on the map it was it was it was just another song before it became the tremendous theme song now it has a meaning
0: do you think terence moldana and uh bastion semi gold would have ever heard that track had we not existed <laughs> had we not put together this podcast
1: the crown jewels of scandinavian pop rock music now know who otis james is thanks to i us.
0: always forget they're from scandinavia i
1: know i don't it's know it's like how i've never heard
0: that before Baked in, it's because
1: they're so global they transcend scandinavia really okay yeah I, I, Oh, that's, that's me tonight. That's me this good, time. Isn't that crazy?
0: Oi, Tommy Wit You got me all excited. What are you drinking there?
1: I'm drinking a Colonial Pale Ale. These were the ones... I don't Do you remember... Colonial like Pale Ale. 12 months ago they came with, like, the full rip-off oh. top. Do you remember? Dude,
0: I was getting the IPAs, the yellow ones, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. just feeling like I was from the 20s. I, like, everything but abuse my wife. Oh. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and sometimes that also. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only verbally. <laughs> <laughs> the um, They remind me of that, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that Tarantino movie. Yeah. So for people who obviously can't say this, these were big like beers where you would actually, instead of just cracking the top like a soft drink can you'd actually pull it off like a dog food can or something until
0: they realized there's two things once it becomes like a mini knuckle duster razor and also <laughs> it's two pieces of trash that's why they actually outlawed them in australia because it becomes two pieces of trash
1: it's so funny that the first thing you realized was the knuckle duster like the opportunity to use it as a weapon was the first it's like is that why they got rid of it? it's like no, no no it's the it's the two pieces of trash like it's not the weaponry element it's a, it's not because it was used in street fights? Walt Tom,
0: I was just raised well.
1: There's difference between raised well and raised tough. <laughs> Um, There's a difference between you and I on this podcast, potentially. <laughs> it
0: really is. I know. It's like I'm trying to fight to success and you're just thinking it. And I'm like, why is he beating me? Let me punch these statistics my way. <laughs>
1: What's been going on this week, Elliot?
0: Um, well, I, I don't know if the audience can tell. Obviously, I maybe, you know, uh, I've got my started to lose my voice. Um, I mean, I've, I've started, actually started to get it back because I lost my voice completely, yelling my fucking mind out at my girlfriend's first boxing
1: fight. You, you should have seen Elliot brace himself before the woo at the end. Into that uh, <laughs> tremendous theme song. He was like, "It's so funny how you switch it on in that moment." Because sometimes I look at you and I'm like, "He hasn't got this at all. He's not. He's not here in the slightest." But no, you, you you pulled it through. But you were very much bracing yourself. You didn't look confident.
0: I know. I was just I was fl- trying to flex my sternum somehow <laughs> like, because uh yeah I've been uh, very I've been at a whisper because um, I lost my voice just yelling at my girlfriend's first fight, which she was successful in. T. Echegore, Tiana Ochegare, the um, champion champion boxer in my heart. Has
1: she got a has she got a uh, like a you know Iron Mike Tyson, Connor Notorious McGregor? Like has she has she got a, a, oh, a name yet? No. Um Oh we gotta come up with one. We were thinking
0: that when we were there. I like we couldn't think of anything other than like Uga Chaga. chaga. Tiana Uga Chaga
1: That's pretty good. I like <laughs> and that. And they get Uga the Uga whole chugga. audience
0: going Uga Chaga, Uga Chaga, yeah. Uga, Uga, Uga Chaga. And uh it was fun it was a lot of it was a lot of fun she actually she's standing 8 count of the goal, which is the equivalent of like a knockdown in amateur boxing um in the second round
1: all right break that down okay break down the fight for us just in you know you don't have to go shot by shot but what what, what how how was she feeling going up she to her was first so fight? calm she yeah. was
0: so calm she says um like she said afterwards like it was the most nervous that she's ever been in her entire life mm. um especially because it's like an auditorium it's like a big gymnasium it was a great, it was a fucking great atmosphere, really good setup as well. Um, They had like an MC there, like a host guy that was really on it and, um, but then you have to stand next to the ring while the fight before you was happening and the fighter that you're going to, your opponent is standing like uh, 10 feet from you, if that, and um, you're just kind of there with your coach while their coach, where your coach is talking in your ear and stuff like that and she was completely calm, like a little samurai the whole day and then... This chick, like Tiana's, my uh, she's not a a forward, She's not a backwards fighter. She's a forwards or or, or or like neutral standing fighter. And what does that mean? It means that she's um, she either moves forward or fights standing still with you, kind of thing. She can fight going backwards, but that's not what her sort of um, forte. And this chick was just coming at her like a nut job. Like just taking wide swings, and T was just like a like a doctor, just like pulling out of the way, just going whoop, like you know, letting whiff, and like we're letting the judges watch her hit wind and stuff like that, and then countering wham wham wham, and moving backwards, moving backwards, which is actually more exhausting. Like that's why Muhammad Ali used to um rope-a-dope. jog, j- rope but also oh, jog and run miles backwards because oh, okay. because he would run backwards in the or in the ring, letting the, or letting the, his opponent chase him which normally would oppo- would tire most opponents but if you uh, condition for it um, it doesn't uh, anyway T fucking pieced this piece this chick up this chick was actually great she was a great competitor um,
1: was it her first fight as well did she have a record yes first fight first okay fight.
0: so both both amateur first o fight. has got to go that's right and uh, T got her hand raised very clearly obviously won every round um and so
1: what's the standing eight count thing
0: so a standing eight count in in boxing as some of you might be aware when you knock somebody down uh the referee gives you a 10 second count to come back to your senses judge looking in your eyes and seeing if you're ready to fight again um so in amateur boxing when they see you starting to get knocked down to the ground there it's not the, it's not the blood sport like it's they're not getting paid so the referee would jump in and be like no 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 that's a knockdown you know what i mean so if they st- see you starting to take shots without defending them and t was just like landing like pop 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 and and uh, the referee was like all right stop and uh and uh, she basically she got an eight so standing eight count so it was like basically an equivalent of a knockdown in amateur boxing mm. um, so she got that in the second round basically had this chick chase her around the ring um, miss and t was countering my sweetheart took the W.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: T. T. Uga, T. Uga And
1: is she gonna? How, okay, before I go, on, how were you feeling throughout this whole process? Man, I was so nervous.
0: Yeah, I was shooting them. I couldn't even. I could. I. I, I didn't think I was gonna be able to watch the fights. The fight fan in me maybe me watch almost every fight. And bet with my friend on who was gonna win. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> you actually bet like trade money trade hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had a, was a up, It yeah. was a ten dollar pool. And okay. um and um I, I got most of them. I got most of them, like I even picked the rounds and stuff, like this guy's gonna win in the third round and stuff, stoppage. Shit, sure, yeah. And um, picked them and stuff like that. But uh, were, there,
1: were there many stoppages?
0: Uh, a couple first round was a stop. first fight was a stoppage mm. in the third round. But again, they're like, not the knockdowns It's basically where you just, the referee looks at you and goes, you cannot, you're not defending yourself anymore, which yeah, was okay. satisfying to me. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, yeah. I was enjoying it.
1: And how, uh, how many rounds in each fight?
0: Three minutes, th- um, three, two minute rounds.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. Three, two minute rounds. And there were some people that had like three, three minute rounds or, you know, the, the heavyweight fight at the end, I think had maybe five, two minute rounds or some shit like that. Or something yeah. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I lost my voice completely. Um, very proud of my lady. And, um, yeah. So, she, and she's also got another fight this Friday.
1: Oh fuck. She's, backing she's fighting
0: up. a Friday and then in another month.
1: Shit. So yeah. she's, I was going to say, so she's, she's, she's backing it up. Well,
0: as you know, she's like, she's had fights in the past set up, that opponents have either pulled out of or the competition was canceled during co- because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So she's just been ready to go for ages, man. And so she, now that there's competitions happening, there's a lot of them happening at the moment. She's just.
1: <laughs> and they, they don't cut weight, hey. Like it's not. She's like cutting a, weight, so oh, she's she um
0: yeah. So she fought at fifty nine this one, and she's got to cut down to weight fifty seven for this one. So mm-hmm. she's um waking up every morning weighing. So she, I think she woke up at fifty seven point five today. Yep. So she's on um track. she's on track. She and I was she was like, "What do you have?" I was like, "What are we having to
1: dinner tonight?" She's like, "Chicken wraps," and I was like, mm, "Great, yeah, <laughs> <Again. laughs> yeah, exactly." <laughs> it's a lot of that for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what uh, what's your prediction for the second fight? My baby all day. Yeah, just but decision.
0: Oh, um, good question. I'm gonna go. I feel like she has the. Uh, she might even no decision. Decision because I think that she's like she's seeing what she can do and I, she, that's. I'm just going decision because uh, that's what I think she's gonna. She's going to do, but um, that does not mean that she's incapable of reading this chick in a couple of minutes and being like, oh, I see your holes, and being able to piece her up and expose her.
1: Yeah, nice. nice. Where's it? Where's she finding?
0: Um, Windsor.
1: Because this Friday, that's. People might be able to get out to that because we'll we'll have this. We're we're recording real late right now. Oh, good point. Actually, it's uh, it's Wednesday night, uh, and you guys are due to listen to this Thursday morning. And if you don't, we fucking hear it, don't we? From at least (laughs) four of you. I don't know which four of you it is, but you ruined my Thursday morning on several occasions.
0: Let's take this opportunity to say, if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and if we could see a comment. A comment, even just a thumbs up, so uh, Motocon, thing, give you, us that.
1: Do you know how, to, I don't know how to do that. As, I do. In, as in how to, how to do reviews. Oh, good question. Do you know how to do reviews? Yeah.
0: Okay. So good question. So you just got to go to the podcast. If you listen to it on the podcast app, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll update you next week for Spotify. But for this week, it's the podcast app. I don't app.
1: think you can review on Spotify. Can you? Maybe that's seen the issue. Before, but maybe, maybe that's the
0: issue. Um, But I, I, on the, on the podcast app, it'll actually, if you scroll all the way down to episodes. So if you go to, if you click on our app, you'll have our episodes pop up, scroll all the way down to the bottom and you'll see reviews. You can click on that and actually see all the reviews that have been written before, how many stars we've gotten, and what our average is. What we would like you to do is just give us a five star, and just, um, and even if you could give us a comment, that would fucking mean the world to Tommy, Brother Tremendous Tommy, and Brother Tremendous Elliot.
1: Have we got any reviews? I'm going to have a look now. Have we had have we, we have had we've got before? one
0: review actually. Yeah.
1: How do you how do you find it? Do you want me to show you? Yeah, please. Okay. Um, I'll show you on your phone. Is it is is now the po- podcast app? I'm on the podcast app, but I'm on the Google Podcast app. Is that going to work?
0: Uh, possibly. We'll see. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. Okay. So you hold on to that. I'll I'll go to my phone.
1: All right. I'll vamp. Uh. So <laughs> yes, please please like and subscribe. We're we're trying to actually get people to listen to this now. We've we've done enough of it that we think it's worth listening to. We've heard some good things. Tell your friends. Share it on your socials. Do all that good stuff. As EJ pulls up our one and only five star review. What does it say? Oh no, we've
0: got it. Oh, we've got another one there. Oh, we've
1: got another. Re- we'll, yeah. we'll read it out. Then this is it. If you review, I haven't podcast, seen this one. Uh, here we go. Three stars for the Magic Maori and one for each of the boys. There you go. Oh, that's awesome! That's <laughs> reference to episode one. Go back. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta rewatch them all. You gotta start from the that's beginning. That's great. Girl, I love that. And then they went a rare comedic combination of revenge, debauchery, and child spelling bees. <laughs> Sydney's greatest export since the electric drill. That's pretty good. Is I haven't, the, I haven't seen that one either. That's great. Is the electric drill from Sydney?
0: Um, the electric drill. Apparently. Oh, wait, is that is that a is that a uh, that's the Sy- tag?
1: Sydney's greatest export since the electric drill. <laughs> that's great that's I didn't pretty even impressive realize that. that's awesome city. it also got us world's number one podiatry cast ooh that's pretty good someone smart wrote that
0: yeah our, our listeners are clever that's fucking awesome there was also another one um I remember reading it was um called audio chocolate or something like ooh, that ooh I like Some, audio yeah, chocolate yeah yeah it was like something like um this podcast is like listening to audio chocolate or something like yeah. that. And that was our only one. And then I've seen S- things
1: satisfying, two. but it will kill your dog.
0: i will I will point this out. We got um uh, sun uh, one million, Sun one million. Uh, was the first review and the second review is from Parry 15 which is I think is actually the caller that we had in earlier Mitch Parry. Oh yeah, I remember uh, Mitch. Brother Tremendous and uh we actually have a brand new Brother Tremendous what One 100 million.
1: <laughs> 100 million. There you go. <laughs> uh other tremendous news. I just got back from Melbourne. Tommy on Melbs. Uh, on Monday. What's go? Okay, so tell us
0: how uh, why Wh- who dragged you to Melbs?
1: I was uh, com- I was competing in the Raw Comedy Competition, the the nation's leading amateur comedy competition as part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Tommy famed. It was real cool. It was uh, it was me and 11 of my uh, you know heated competitors, I hate all of them, <laughs> uh, performing <laughs> as at you should. Melbourne Town Hall in front of a thousand people for the crown of Australia's best amateur comedian. Spoiler alert, it's not me. Real shame. Real, real shame. <laughs> but it was sick. It was amazing. It was a whole day I was so nervous. Like I, uh, the day before especially, I was just a ball of nerves the mm. entire day. And then Sunday I rocked up. We meet at 9 a.m. and I get there and I see how nervous everyone else is. And I was like, okay, I'm good now. I got gotcha. you. I'm kind of like, you know what I mean? When you yeah, see people, it's like, doggy. "Wow, you're way more nervous than I am. Suddenly I'm pretty calm. For 100%. 15 minutes, then I'm nervous again. One hundred percent. But uh it was great. But this was okay, so this was the number one thing that I wanted to tell you about all of this was um so there were twelve of us and there was this one guy there who was from uh Tasmania. And one of the things you kinda realise is you talk to these guys who do comedy in different states, and you realise like how spoiled we are in Sydney for how many gigs we get. Mm-hmm. You know, like totally it's uh what is it, Wednesday night tonight, there are excuse me, there are like three different gigs on that I just at the top of my head, probably more if you really think mm-hmm. about it. And we would be a chance in getting on to all of them, pretty much. There we go. And um, so you, then you talk to this guy, these guys who are from Northern Territory or WA. Or I mean, I was in Canberra once, and I remember talking to someone and being like, "Hey, so you getting any gigs down here?" And he's like, "Well, there's no gigs on next week." And I was like, "Wait, you mean you're not doing any gigs next week?" He's like, "No, no, no. there are no gigs on next week." Oh, I was
0: like, That's wow, brutal. Skinner would never let that happen. Uh, S-
1: Skinner sore legs. Anthony sore legs. Skinner would never allow that to happen. S- Skinner could run the Canberra comedy scene on crutches. That's how. <laughs> that's how strong his legs are. Um, Skinner wheelchair.
0: <laughs> Skinner in a wheelchair. Anthony wheelchair Skinner. <laughs> Anthony Anthony Xavier Skinner.
1: <laughs> uh, but uh, so we were in. Um, I was talking to the guy who was from Tassie, and he was saying he hadn't done a gig in two months. And uh, <sighs> that—that's like—and—and and he, he, how stressed out he was, and he seemed really nervous the whole day. Like As I was kind of worried for him, and especially because you get out there, it's a thousand-person theatre. Like we haven't done anything that big before. We've done two hundred seats, we've done two hundred fifty seats. You might—have you done anything bigger than that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. What I think done?
0: I've done for like pfft, over five hundred.
1: Where did you do over five hundred?
0: I think I've done over five hundred multiple times. Um, if I can think. Okay, so uh, what was worst of both worlds? That was like 400 and something.
1: I think and he said it was like 300 and something.
0: I think it was 420 or something if by my remember. If I might remember Maybe I wanted it to be 420. Mm. And then there was also, I mean, Kill Tony just off the top of my
1: head. Oh, yeah. Um... I'll think of them. So you've spent one minute in front of uh, <laughs> uh, over five hundred people. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, we get the chance to do some big stuff, and this guy's like, I'm not, I'm
0: not undermining that. I'm sorry. That's a <laughs> fucking great audience. Yeah, yeah.
1: This guy's done like two. You know, he's he's done no gigs in the last two months, and I was really, I was pretty stressy for him. All right. So, but he did, he did well. But he ended on this joke. Okay. He started with a joke about rhetorical questions, and then he ended by saying, "Hey, remember I was talking about rhetorical questions before? I've got another one. What do you get?" when you cross a rhetorical question with stand-up comedy and then he walks off the stage and doesn't answer the question and that's the joke and whatever. And as he does it, we had to, we had to like, uh, do a basically address rehearsal in front of all the other comedians when we do our acts in front of them. And as he does it, I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I'd end on that. Like that's pretty hard. You know, people will get it different times. There's no hard punch to it. That's a weird one to walk off on. I see what you're doing, but whatever. He's happy with it. He does it. Um, he does the dress rehearsal. We go and we do like a sound check. They ask us for what is your last line going to be so they know when to play you off. He tells them. I'm going to say, what do you get when you cross sound comedy with a rhetorical question? And I'm going to walk up the stage and that's the end of the set. And they go, cool, great. So the way it works is you've got um, people come in onto the stage when the actual show is on. The people come into the stage from the wings on either side, okay. right? So they say at the start, okay, your stage, right? your stage left, your stage right, your stage left. And when you're two acts away, they pull you into the stage. So I was on fifth. I'm in the side of the stage, which and this guy, this guy was on fourth. Not okay. ba- that's not a bad spot for you. Fifth. fifth perfect. First yeah, one yeah, yeah. after the, like there was four and then a break. Uh, as in like a XE. Four on the back. So first and the second bracket. Dream. Um, so I go out and I'm waiting in the wings and he's, this tassie guy is doing pretty well. I'm kind of in my own head, but yeah, I can kind of notice that he's, he's landing everything. Everyone's laughing. It's having a good time. And he finishes off. He goes, oh. I got, a rhetorical, I got a question for you. What do you get when you mix stand up comedy with a rhetorical question? He walks off stage. Audience laughs, does pretty good. He just keeps walking, goes back to the grand room. No one goes on stage. The MC is the next person to come on stage. The MC is meant to come on now and do like two to three minutes of stand up. No one comes on stage. Oh. Nothing. I'm sitting in the wings. I talk, look to like the tech next to me. I'm like, where's Dane? D- Dane Simpson was the guy I'm saying. I'm like, he's MCing your thing next week, which we'll talk in a sec, but and i am just like i think like, she's almost like yeah he's, he's done he's done get him, get him on 10 seconds go past 20 seconds go past oh, no. the crowd start kind of laughing awkwardly because they're like is this part of the bit or what 30 seconds 40 seconds someone yells out is the answer rhetorical 50 seconds oh, 60 no. seconds no one's on stage no music is playing no one has said <sighs> anything the cloud the crowd starts slow clapping thinking he's going to come back on 70 seconds, 80 seconds, like a full two minutes. And I'm not exaggerating when I say two minutes. I mean, 120 seconds of Jeez, silence nice. the MC walks back on, doesn't really acknowledge it, and just moves on. And I'm, <laughs> I'm standing in the wings being like, man, you better fucking fix this, dude. Like, I'm on next. Um, but this, and the I, I felt sorry for the guy. Fuck your rhetorical question, <laughs> idiot bit. <laughs> I, t- I told you not to do the bit. I, I didn't. I thought it. Why would I say that? He's my competitor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love
0: that it came back to b- bite you.
1: <laughs> it didn't really. Be kinda, I it, it. But, no, okay. but um, fuck, it was just one of those moments where it was one of those moments like seeing a live fuck up in real time where literally the whole, everyone was baffled. I was looking out. I had a clear view of the stage of no one on it. And just all of the crowd like talking myself, like Jesus what Christ. the fuck is happening? So weird. That's so
0: fucking annoying, bro. Um, okay. Day is Dane the guy he's got curly hair? No. Okay. My okay, that's not the one I'm thinking of, okay. Um okay. how are you feeling about the overall set that you did?
1: I was really, really
0: stoked with it You got a you got a review, which is so fucking cool in the first place. But uh, this guy's
1: Okay, can, can we I, I please can, read out the review? I can read out the review, can I I can also play the audio, okay? So oh, that would be great. Yes,
0: right. that would be great. Perfect. Okay.
1: So, so I'll, I'll kind of talk people through my my thinking about this, right? So, raw comedy, uh, basically. When I, I I went in trying to think, I wanted to. I've got a huge platform, right? It's in front of a thousand people. There might be some industry people there. It's going to be televised. It's going to be filmed. I want to do the best articulation of what I want to do, right? And and who I am. If I was playing to the judges, there's probably some things I wouldn't do in terms of being a little bit more woke. I suppose mm-hmm. a part of my plan was to end on a joke that uh, I thought might be a little bit divisive and, and that on was kind brand of for you very on brand for me and the thought was like maybe the judges won't like it but if I won this thing under like just my my safest 5 minutes of material it would be false pretenses right and then when people saw what I really like to do and what I do they'd be like, okay, this yeah. is we've, we've been falsely sold on something, right? I totally understand. So this is the review. So The, the, the Age uh, in Melbourne is the newspaper there that does all the comedy reviews. They review a lot of different things um, and they did a review for raw comedy. And you can imagine because t- as opposed to most reviews where you're just reviewing one person, one show, this was a review for all 12 of the contestants of which I was one. Pretty much throughout the entire review, they are only saying neutral things. So-and-so did a joke about what it's like being an electrician, being a, a female electrician. So-and-so did a joke about their in-laws or whatever. They say four subject, They for four of the 12 competitors, they say subjective things. Uh, three of them are f- positive and one of them is for me. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone, like I said, everyone else is like, they said this, they said that. This is my one. Tom Whitcomb started strongly sharing stories of his girlfriend and listening in on his housemates having sex before losing the crowd with an unnecessary jibe at women's athletics. Oh, my <laughs> God.
0: What a tool.
1: Now, first of all. Now,
0: when I, upon reading that, as a reader, Tom, <laughs> I would think to myself that perhaps um, you had been doing a good job and then in your misguided attempt to be funny, made a jibe at women.
1: Not not just a jibe, an unnecessary one, evidently. <laughs> And you know that
0: made the audience turn on you.
1: You would think that, wouldn't you? I mean, first of all, unnecessary. What if anything we do is necessary? <laughs> what what part of the joke about my housemates having sex was necessary? That
0: is so true. <laughs> fuck you, review. Like that's the objective you chose to use. Oh my god.
1: Um and I fucking this oh man. Anyway, all right. So this is I I actually So when he's when I saw this review, the first thing there was a little bit of glee. Of like, I wanted this kind of response. I was I knew if I got a review from a particularly woke reviewer, that's the that would be the vibe. That they would be like, Well, that was unnecessary or that you know, that was a bit much. Um, but he did make me doubt myself a little with lost the audience. I was like, Fuck, did I you know when you think you're having a great set would happen set, to me as well. If I
0: read that as well, it would I would I would doubt myself.
1: Sometimes you're having a great set or you think you're having a great set and then you you circle back. Mm-hmm and you're like, oh, and you listen back to the recording or something. I didn't record this one on my phone because I knew it was getting taped. Uh, it, but sometimes you have a great set and you go back and listen to the recording and like, oh, maybe it wasn't quite as great mm-hmm. as I thought it was.
0: Or the other way. Sometimes you think it was shit and, then you th- and it was really good. It's yeah, like, or not sure. as Not really good, but as better than what you thought.
1: Yeah, so you get caught up in the moment of it and then you don't really get an, an analytical perspective. But uh, a friend of mine had uh, recorded a lot of my set and I'd kind of almost um well definitely purposefully avoided it because i just didn't really want to deal with it all um but after i saw this review i was like all right i got to go back and and see what how it came across so this is this is the exact moment that review is talking about where i supposedly
0: lost the audience lost
1: the audience is every bit as exciting as men's racing you know plus you get to enjoy it for longer few unimpressed faces (laughs) uh, from one of the genders I won't say which Uh, I'm sorry that's actually my fault I should have warned you at the start of my set uh, some of these jokes do contain facts so (laughs) (laughs) guys I've been Tom Wittgen thank you very much yeah Tommy Bits and fuck that guy.
0: Fuck that guy, dude. What's his name? Uh,
1: Tyson Ray. Tyson Ray. From the age. Y-
0: you are a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, look, uh, you know what is unnecessary? Your job. Uh, that That's unnecessary. I think that that's unnecessary. Uh, I, that's a necessary jibe.
1: It's, it's, it's been very nice in that I put that on Instagram, and all of the response I've gotten has been almost exclusively from... Like, actually good comedians going, fuck reviewers, yeah. dude. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're
0: all about. people that were in your position in previous years. <laughs>
1: yeah. All, yeah. They're, they're, they all had a shitty review when they should have won the competition. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, Tom. No, <laughs> the, dude, they're guys that didn't get to the competition or never had the balls <laughs> to enter it. You know what I mean? Like, that's why you review shit because you don't have the balls to do it yourself. Truly. But uh, but you know, but that in that if, if if it was a great review, fuck, I'd be talking about it. Oh man,
0: uh, what's his name? Ray would be uh, talk of the
1: day. <laughs> oh yeah, he we'd get him on the pod. Yeah, Tyson, I think it's so important what you do. Tell Tyson. me specifically what you liked about Tyson.
0: Me. You knocked out that uh, criticism of Tom, uh, and you put in a positivity <laughs> we did not expect.
1: What if, yeah, what if he reviews? And you got to tell us about what you're going down to Melbourne to do, but what if he reviews your performance and it's all glowing? We're going to be back on this podcast. Being like, look, uh, we were wrong about Tyson, Ray. No, he, I'm, I'm going to shit on
0: Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> do you mind if I get a beer before I do uh, this? No, do
1: that, please. Thank you so much. And we're back.
0: That is Wiradjuri. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's good good uh, segue into. D- d- so, Elliot, tell us, you're heading down to Melbourne. When are you going down?
0: I'm going down on Friday morning.
1: And uh, tell us about that. Why are you going down to Melbourne?
0: So last year I won the Deadly Comedy. Uh, we mentioned it earlier on this podcast. I won the Deadly Funny um, competition, which is the Indigenous uh, comedy competition. I won the New South Wales bracket. And then COVID happened and we couldn't um, we couldn't do the final. So then the final has been pushed to this year and it's being held in Melbourne. So I'm being fl- flown down there and we're doing the Deadly Funny competition. Um, they're bringing everybody there for me to beat. <laughs> um, th- th- that's what they're doing it's, they're lining up the pins for a New South Wales bowling ball to come in and knock them down um, that's what I, it'll be funny when I lose next week and I have to come <laughs> back to recording but no 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 look I feel like this is my competition to lose um, I'm only saying that based on what happened in New South Wales oh yeah so in New South Wales the competition was very weak <laughs> it was very weak and also there was this woman who was so sweet she was really lovely she was like a mum kind of thing Everyone was there, was like, you know, not like some people drove like uh, hours to get there and stuff like that. Um, and it was just around the corner for me held at the factory theater and he, big audience kind of thing. And this woman in the back, in, in the back, in the green room was so nervous, this mother that she, um, she just started fighting.
1: <laughs> do you get that I was letting off some horrendous farts before raw Were you doing them in private or you uh, were still making everyone no, suffer them No like you know I was doing them worse I was at the, a different comedy club the night before at the at the comics <sighs> lounge with so many like actual professional comedians and there's just like one hallway oh. and I'm like no one else is around I'll do it here and in walks like three proper comedians I'm like <laughs> fuck
0: not here they don't even think you did it they're just like why does that guy like hanging around shit <laughs> <laughs> this is the shit corner <laughs> um but no this chick was just letting off fights that were literally making me like what like gag- i'm gagging thinking about them but like um i thought isn't
1: it, isn't it don't you think just sitting in farts for a little bit uh <laughs> don't don't you think I'm like all about it. isn't it funny as an adult where now remember when you're at school or just generally a child if someone farted Everyone found out about it. But now just because of adult decorum, you can pretty much fart wherever you want and you'll never have to really face any public humiliation for it.
0: That's the only way to really get away with a fart is to act like that where you're like, this is what we do, right, guys? <laughs>
1: anyway. I do all the time. There's so many times I've been on public transport. I've seen people like hold their nose up and they like, say something. I dare you. Who's going to Who's gonna believe you? <laughs> I love that so much, Tom. That is so funny. I don't, the, I,
0: I don't have the I don't have the bowels
1: to do that. Oh, <laughs> you the, can't? you're not a farter? We've got some mates who are farters. No, I'm a
0: farter, but I fart at my girlfriend at the privacy <laughs> of my home. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I love at. Not yeah. in front of. At I fight I, I like I shoot them at um we used to have a game where there was like a point system where if you could like fight at them like touching them or not touching them bare ass but not bare ass kind of thing and it just got out of control with me just like constantly fighting at her and she's like i'm done with this game (laughs) and now i just fight at her like you know generically (laughs) (laughs) just uncompetitively Just for the thrill of it. i'm like an i'm like a jaded athlete that was like back in the day <laughs> <laughs>
1: could have been anything could have gone pro and then
0: you see me throw a spiral and you're like that guy's got an
1: arm Makes <laughs> metaphors but I, sure
0: I still wear my pro bowl ring
1: <laughs> <laughs> you it is your pro bowl ring <laughs> farts come out of your pro bowl ring. <laughs> yeah i'm the champ <laughs> undefeated <laughs> Um, okay so Woman so is deadly w- funny Giving off horrendous f- f- Anyway she
0: almost ruined the show I had to like uh, She almost ruined the show <laughs> For me uh, I thought I had to address it out there But there was like an air conditioner I crossed the show And then I'm gonna go well, in What was an
1: air conditioner What do you
0: want There was an air conditioner In the main room So they couldn't he- They couldn't smell anything so The moment oh, I came okay. out It was fresh and cold And I was like Oh no fart
1: Oh, so it was like it was that bad. Anyone who was backstage would know.
0: Dude, I thought I was gonna have to address it when I walked on stage. I was like, "Okay, guys, please don't leave. I know it's awful. Let me just do these." That's so funny. It was horrendous. It was horrendous, and like, uh, I just. How did you know
1: it was the old lady doing it?
0: I heard her do it a couple times, and she also (laughs) kept running in and out of the
1: bathroom. (laughs) I've been there. Yeah. I've been there I, that's, the, actually, that's the only caveat Is you can't you, They can't be soundy farts If they make noise Then you're in trouble No I heard
0: her That's why I heard her buh, 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 And then run into the bathroom buh,
1: buh, buh. <laughs> Yeah they were like you little ones. the sound farts make It <laughs> <Buh, buh, buh. laughs>
0: was like a little buh, 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 buh. Uh, And then but Yeah so I've, I've gone down to Melbourne Um, we're, we, You and I are uh, switching We're doing a little uh, switcheroo You're coming to Sydney While I'm going to Melbourne And um, I'm going to call Legacy what? Sydney, Sydney comedian Carl Legacy. is I gonna had be no
1: there. idea Carl Legacy was Indigenous. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> no, he's gonna be in uh, <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, he's gonna be in Melbourne. Show me the show me around because he's been there a bunch of times. I've never done comedy there. Um, I've already secured four spots while I'm there. Oh shit, yeah. where are you performing? Um, so, ugh, fuck the Rubber Chicken. Um, uh-huh. laughs on Ligon, Um, something else. I don't know.
1: I've heard laughs on Ligon's good. Uh, I don't know the Rubber Chicken. I did one like. I was, keep in mind, I'm down there to do a show to a thousand people and the first gig I did was eight. No, it started off as four people above a pub and it was such a reminder of like, you aren't shit. Yeah. Tom, don't, don't forget this. You are here for a complete once in a once in a lifetime experience. It's
0: going to be a couple years before you and I can really like talk some shit. <laughs> oh,
1: what, what, what is it Elliot? I feel like you've been talking shit since your second open mic. Just to, <laughs> just to you. Just to <laughs> you. Just to and about you. You know that Tom Wickham guy? I'm so much better than him. <laughs> like, we don't know who either of you are. <laughs> no, I won't take your flyer. <laughs> Uh, so, so it's the deadly funny competition. So it's what Indigenous acts, Aboriginal acts, all doing five minutes each. Is that right? And we only
0: got four minutes apparently, four but minutes? it's going to be televised on the nationally Indigenous Indigenous Indigenous. It was going to be t- t- uh, televised on the nationally Indigenous TV, NITV. Um and uh yeah, so, so
1: average like's doing four minutes each. So you're doing what, like one eighth of four minutes? Is that <laughs> <laughs> you think
0: that way? Um, my girlfriend said to me that when I she when I walked in, I was really nervous about it being so white and entering a, an Indigenous competition. And my girlfriend said to me, "Um, you should just wear your Deadly Award around your neck <laughs> like a bulletproof vest or something <laughs> like that." <laughs>
1: just a South Sydney Rabbitohs jersey <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> Yeah, true. Exactly. Are you going to call out the fact that you don't necessarily look? Is Wiradjuri your... Uh, Wiradjuri, yeah. I and no, I'm you. not. Uh, no, I'm
0: not. Because we all come in different shapes and sizes. Okay. That's yeah. what my grandma told me when I was very little. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> I was like, Tom, you've already said too much. <laughs> you <laughs> no, you no, need no. to shut the fuck up now. <laughs> <laughs> Never turn on you like that. The audience will, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Tom, do we... Uh, we have some other little... Um, Segment to, to, I mean, you you were referencing it to me via text today.
1: Was it? Was that? Do you remember what the
0: segment was? It was something to do with um getting ahead of it. What
1: about this? Do you want to listen to this?
0: I sure do. Fuck yeah, I do. Is it gonna come through the headphones?
1: I hope so. Oh, that's why it's not. You you gotta sing it up.
0: I love you. Do that every time.
1: <laughs> I do do that every time. It's oh. so good. <laughs> I
0: have an idea for a
1: segment. <laughs> All right.
0: Oh, no. I didn't okay. Notice. So the idea is. We look at celebrities of all different sorts, and um, we decide whether or not, like whether you know, if they if they fucked up or did something, or uh, if they in the, if they're in the media for whatever reason, or even not in the media, and we just want to bring them up because they're not in the media or whatever. Then we can have a segment where we decide whether or not we think they should quit and start an OnlyFans account. <laughs> so, like, you know. Uh, I don't know. Should Clint Eastwood quit and uh, start an OnlyFans account? I don't know why I picked Clint Eastwood, but um, just people—it could be anyone. Even even if they're unattractive, even funnier. <laughs> that's a great. What segment. do I do with that? Idea? Who, Who sent it? you that? That's a great. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> Was that Slater Campbell? Did Slater <laughs> Campbell send you that idea? That's how she turns off at my, least my, I was staying, with
1: my, uh, I was staying to, with my girlfriend's father in Melbourne Shout out to Chris He will almost certainly be listening Probably while making a salad And Chris was like Who is Slater Campbell? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like It's a long story And he's like Yeah, I don't get it <laughs> oh my goodness so elliot should clint eastwood quit and start an only fans account and
0: i know he's too successful but um he does have a sweet bod for <laughs> his age i think a lot of people are in what do you his mean he
1: has a sweet body he's like i mean for his age he's not saying much because he's like 90. exactly
0: most people are dead <laughs> uh,
1: uh, having a body having a body with a beating heart means a sweet body at his age
0: uh, he could beat up any guy his age that's what i'm trying to say
1: that's pretty good that he could would beat be- up
0: anybody his age
1: I would love to see that, the Clint Eastwood Ultimate Fighting no, Championship. You wouldn't, dude. I would pay so much money to see the Clint Eastwood Fighting Championship. They would
0: die in the adrenaline dump before. That's
1: why I want to watch it. <laughs> so you just want to watch Clint
0: Eastwood's funeral.
1: I just want to watch Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Eastwood wait in the ring while his opponents have heart attacks on their way to the ring. <laughs> And he's like, "You, you pussy." <laughs> <laughs> he's just yelling
0: racial slurs at them as they're being body bagged out. Do you remember,
1: do you remember that thing when he did? Was it the No, it was the John McCain rally. Do you remember that from years ago where he talked to the empty chair? Yes,
0: and he he, he pretended that Obama was there. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was like if uh, he was talking as if Obama was there, not answering him in a conversation <laughs> like
1: a, a young child and he was talking over him like, "And another thing, Obama?" <laughs> But he's a hundred years old, so he set up a whole bunch of chairs and he yeah. put Obama at the very back one.
0: <laughs> There's a lesson I learned when I was Dirty Harry. <laughs> I don't know why
1: I made him southern. <laughs> <laughs> you made him sound like uh, foghorn leghorn. <laughs> I say, I say, sir. <laughs> When I was uh, uh, when I was Dirty Harry, I I learned that uh, <laughs> we suck at improv. <laughs> we'd be so fired from improv <laughs> when, when uh, at the raw at, at the kind of like in the waiting room with all the other comedians they were talking about their uh their improv troops and stuff and i was like hey, you fucking losers <laughs> and in the back of my mind, I'm like you're just sad you can't do improv <laughs> <laughs> all right this is uh so one of the things that we've been asking is is some of our, our favorite comedians um to, to 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 give us their honest and and you know open feedback about what they think about the podcast it's um, always welcome and, you know, and this time we decided actually to, to, to buck the trend and not ask a comedian, instead ask our friend Sam Menzies. And so uh, cue laugh from Elliot. Didn't come. That's a shame. Okay. Uh, this, this is Sam Menzies giving us his honest appraisal of, of our podcast. Uh, I have heard more palatable audio from retarded cats. Elliot's laugh sounds like an ambulance and Tom's a skipping CD. Your podcast is a constant letdown and I can't find Elliot's footpicks anywhere. Every time I listen to your free show, I feel like I overpaid. I award you zero stars, (laughs) Team Otis. That's some lovely feedback from our friend, Sam. I didn't know he was such a fan of the podcast. I
0: didn't know he's such a fan of Otis Blames James. <laughs> Otis
1: Blames James. Have you been calling him Otis Blames James to his face? I literally just thought of it before. Oh, it's like he's, man.
0: He's like the LeBron James of of uh, of, of music on podcasts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Do we want to close with... With We, we, we got some content here. Do we want to close do with... Do we have the, some content? We got some content. Well, we have minutes.
0: Dude, I think we got to do one more thing after this. So let's do one more. Okay. Uh, one more...
1: We got to we got to do a joke at some
0: stage. Can I ask you a couple questions and see if anything flings? Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. Have you ever been robbed over the age of 18? Never. Have you been robbed under the age of 18?
1: No. I don't live or go places where people get robbed.
0: Have you ever <laughs> been cheated
1: on? No. Wait, I'm assuming you're saying this because you have stories about these things.
0: Of course. Well, but then you do the stories. No,
1: I can't because I won't be able to do it justice. I what like, do you mean you won't uh, be able to do it justice? Like right now. I'll
0: fi- yeah, I'll, fi- I'll think of it later, and they'd be like, "Oh fuck, I should have remembered that kind of thing." You know. Mm. What I mean? like, well, these
1: are all gra- these are all really great stories.
0: Perhaps I'm just like thinking of questions because sometimes I say something, and you're like, "I have a story with that too." Kind of. Yep. Thing. Okay. Cheated
1: um, on? No, I don't think so.
0: Bu- 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 okay. Have you ever been? Have you written off a car? Have you ever have you ever been in a stolen car?
1: No. Have you? You tell one of these stories. There is so I'm sure we can we can afford. Why? What do you mean? Why? Why, why fuck not? It up. Why? Why would you fuck it up? Why, and why would you fuck it up now? But you won't fuck it up the next time.
0: What about? Okay, I'll just tell this. I'm gonna fuck it up as well. But like, okay, this story. It's not even anything kind of thing. But it's like, uh, do you remember the first day that you got your L's? Uh, my L's, your L's driving, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, no, 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 your L's, P's? I'm sorry, peas. Well, remember, when you got your P's and you could actually pick up your friend, your your mate, and you're like, I'm coming to pick you up if I, if I pass this test.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, 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 kind yeah. I don't really, re- I don't think I did anything, but I remember getting them, yeah.
0: I remember I played the first song, I had a um a 1992 Toyota Corolla, mm. it was what cre- Cream, mm. I, I called her Cream Lightning. My nice. grandma called her Lulawai after the indigenous uh, rugby player. Okay. I named it uh, Cream Lightning. We felt felt more fitting. I loved this car. It was the most beautiful fucking car. I played... The first song that I played when I was driving by myself was uh, Ain't It a Shame. Ain't It a Shame by uh, Fats Domino. Because I heard it on the movie, um, the opening scene of the movie um, uh, School Ties with a young um, Brendan Fraser... Matt Damon, um, fucking Chris O'Donnell and shit, like a bunch of people. But it was like it's a great scene. Like, ain't that a shame? By, by Fats Domino, um, and I played that by my, I played that by myself driving. It was fucking excellent. Picked up my best friend at the time and currently as well. Like I have, a I, look, I have a Louis Ray, Joey Donaghy, a bunch of my best friends. You know what I mean? All equal first, but m- play it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just imagine Elliot in cream lightning picking up all his mates. And what happened? 17 years old. Yeah, doggy.
0: And uh, I picked up my friend Joey Donaghy. Um, and we went to our smoking area, which is uh, in Rose. It's the Rose Bay lookout. It's the Vaucluse lookout right next to the. Um, um, Kambala school kind of thing, and it's in Rose Bay. And there's a car. when you say
1: you're smoking area, you mean weed smoking area, that's right. right? Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Or you take a date there or something like that. You come there with your friends and smoke weed because it's a beautiful lookout, or you take a date or something like that, whatever. But in on this one occasion, we were there as nighttime, we were there by ourselves, and cops would usually pull down there to try and catch weed smokers, such as myself. And uh, we were thinking this car is like a weed guy, like a cop guy kind of for our weed, and uh, it just turns out being two teenagers. And we are already in really nervous energy. We're like, let's get the fuck out of here. I get inside my car and uh, in old cream lightning, I take off. I go really high. I'm really high. I hit the accelerator to reverse and I haven't taken up the handbrake. So rather than go back in a straight line, I start skidding out right into the parked car right next to me on my (laughs) first day of having the peas. (laughs) And I hit the brake right at the last minute. My friend, Joey, he goes, Elliot, Elliot, the handbrake, the handbrake. And I stop and I go, oh shit. And then... uh, I, I, I stop it. The guys will look at me like, hey, 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 hey. And I just, without saying anything, pull away, like pull away slowly and then just fucking quickly up the driveway out of there. And my friend is, is what you call a panic eater. And so he's just eating chips really quickly, panically. And he goes, bro. And he's also the most passive, <laughs> passive, lovely guy I ever got. And he was like, uh, bro, uh, had you hit that car, we would have had to kill him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's good. Great stuff. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. that's <laughs> <It was laughs> the first
0: day that I had my peace? Joey Donaghy, we should have him call in and actually say that. I've had a couple times where he's called me at the last minute. Like one, We used to go and throw the frisbee at Manly really high. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. We used to go to Curl Curl Beach and stuff like that. Just got there in Cream Lightning. And this one time I was coming down this hill from Manly. And I was just so high in my own mind. And my it was a red light with traffic and a line of traffic stopped behind. And Joey Donaghy again in the traffic, in the passenger seat was like, Elliot, Elliot, Elliot. Because he didn't notice that. I was like there's a fucking row of cars and I didn't notice. I'm coming speeding into it. Slam on the brakes, just smoke all around the car from the brakes. Missed the car by like an inch in front of me. And he's just like, Ellie, you got to pay attention, bro. <laughs> I'm like,
1: Dude, I'm so high right now. Like, man, I have I have one specific memory, memory of driving high. I was with a friend, and uh, we we'd been at a mate's place. We were smoking. We went to Maccas. We picked up Maccas. We like parked. It was like we got drive through Maccas. Parked in a parking lot. We're eating it. Finished eating. I pulled out. I'm driving away, and I'm like, with my mate James, and I'm like, oh man. Dude, like driving high is just not that big a deal. He's like, uh, Tom. I'm like, Yeah, it's just like all the studies show, like compared to alcohol, you actually drive safer when you're high because you're actually slow. He's like, Tom. And I'm like, it's just, it's like as long as you're paying attention, you're not being an idiot. You're like really zoned in. You're fine. I'm like, Tom. And I'm like, I'm driving on the wrong side of the road, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so funny,
1: dude.
0: Obviously, don't do it the first time you're smoking weed, but after you were a veteran, or oh, the first time
1: you have your beads. <laughs> That's so funny. You are like <laughs> you've you've clocked up 120 hours yeah, yeah, of yeah. driving high on your L's as well. So <laughs> they've got the, you know distance from to. Here was the here's what the odometer said. Were you high? Why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, the, for the whole for the whole time, I was with dad, so that would just never that would never fly. But then obviously So that was
1: the so your first day you got your P's was also your first day driving high.
0: I probably drove drove high probably before. <laughs> legally, but, like, uh, but yeah, legally the first time driving illegally <laughs> high. <laughs>
1: oh, that's so funny. It was definitely I don't know, I uh so my um I always used to I, I had a mate's place, it was like maybe a two suburbs away. So it was like a ten minute drive. And you know, you drive there and you're fine, and then you're driving home and it's like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, like and I'm driving super, super safe. I'm like, you know, hands at 10 and 2, face, like, not going anywhere near highways, nothing like that. And uh, I, But I always thought if there was one thing, uh, like, I didn't know whether my parents knew I smoked or not, but I was like, if there was one thing my dad would get the shits about, it'd be that I was driving high. <laughs> because driving so dangerous anyway, and he's so cautious, like, that would be what he'd be furious about.
0: Dude, I have a story about that. I don't know if I can tell it now. Like, we'll have to save it for next episode or something like that. But, like, I have an episode of... One of the worst moments of my life. My dad catching me high driving for the oh, first
1: time. fuck. I would love to hear that. Uh, what, what a And what a it's also a
0: heroic story because I saved my brother's life in it as well.
1: Oh, shit. you got to listen to the episode 24 next week. That's going to be massive.
0: Yeah. He saved my life, actually. As once his kidnapping, I got oh, him back. This yeah. is the first time I realized and There this.
1: you go. That's great. Uh,
0: and he listens every week. Rowie, we're even. Well,
1: <laughs> This story isn't going to end with anyone's life being saved. But next week, no, we'll open yeah. it up. We go, uh, What's our? what was our old little thing where we go uh, old
0: notes? Or, yet t- like tying up notes or something like that. Oh, yeah, tying yeah, up yeah. last week notes. So we'll open up next episode with tying up notes.
1: Yeah, okay, that's great. That's great. Uh, but no, I was just like, I, I always thought that if my dad ever found I was driving high, I'd be furious. And um, I was chatting to my parents recently. And they were like... Uh, Th- they made some sly reference to the fact that, like, I was a weed smoker growing up. And I was like, how did you know that? Like, Thomas, you remember all those nights you thought you were over at a friend's house picking up CDs? <laughs> <laughs> we're not fucking <laughs> idiots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I love when parents show how cool they are years later. Oh, Isn't that like,
1: awesome? He, my, my dad was like, when you have kids, you'll realize how dumb they think you are. <laughs> yeah,
0: puff a can-
1: <laughs> what a champ! Uh, all right, well let's let's put a bow on this puppy. What, you, have you got a joke of the week, or, or am I am I dishing one out? Chick chick for you, buddy. All right, I, I've got a actually huge fan of the podcast, as we learned earlier. Sam Menzies, Sam Benzies, has provided us with a joke of the week, and I just need to remind myself of what it is.
0: I said Benzies, but uh, also Andrew Bensley, Sydney comedian. Uh, oh, fan
1: of the pod, I believe. Fan of the pod, I couldn't well, believe this listener of the pod.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit of Scheidenfreuder, but uh, no, he's a very talented comedian, which is why when he said that he was a fan of the podcast to Tom and I, it meant a lot to me. So, shout out to Sydney comedian Andrew Bensley. If you haven't seen him, see Andrew Bensley.
1: All right, is it Um A man goes to the doctor's office and uh, to get the results of a test, and the doctor says, "Well, sir, so I've, I've got two pieces of bad news for you." man says, oh, no, what is it? And he goes, well, the first is that you have lung cancer. And the man goes, well, that's terrible. What's, what's the second piece of bad news? And the doctor says, well, in addition to lung cancer, you, I'm afraid so you have Alzheimer's. And he goes, oh, no, well, at least I don't have cancer. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. I got one. Okay, go on. Let me try one here. Let all me right. try one here. And this is going to get an all right response as well. Okay. Uh, Okay, Tommy. Tommy Kevlar. Click, click. I'm sorry I didn't get that. I fucking wait, love you did, your you joke.
1: You didn't... That was, that was Sam. It was just, I'm going to blame Sam. You yeah. didn't get it?
0: I didn't... Well, in, I, I get it, I get it that it's... At least it's not cancer kind of thing. He's got all science Like, okay... But like you know, I was like, "All right, cool, 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 cool." But yeah, all right. <laughs> Sam's good with them, but something anyway. Tell me, Kevlar, click, click. Um, my friend has glaucoma, and is actually going to be a hundred percent blind in a couple of years if I keep stealing his marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah! (laughs) It's tremendous, everybody. (laughs) We love you guys.
0: (laughs) We'll catch you next week.